friends. Welcome to Originality Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Dalton. And today we are going to be talking about each of the nine types. We're going to do an overview of the Enneagram in preparation for our type episodes that are coming starting two weeks from now. We're going to be releasing every two weeks each type in order from one to nine. And uh, I am so excited to uh, kind of recap a little bit the last three episodes and introduce you to each of the nine types in a really hopefully concise way. And also today we're going to be taking some time to introduce uh, somebody who's been kind of behind the scenes making this sound so good and also helping me uh, stay sane. Uh, the <laughs> super talented Amanda Foster. <laughs> hey, wow. I feel like I feel like I can't match the energy that just happened. <laughs> so okay. for those of you who don't know, Amanda is the producer of this show. She is also an incredible musician. I basically feel like I have a pop star producing my podcast, which is really fun. <laughs> uh, if you haven't listened to her music, you can look her up on Instagram at Amanda Victoria Sound. Thank you. Thank you for the, the little plug there. Um, yes, I love doing music working with producers writing songs and creating but i'm also really excited to be a part of this podcast i love personality i'm fascinated with it um and so when jessica approached me to help out with this it was a no-brainer to say yes to this and i love just having conversations about this and so to share it and just broaden the conversation with all of you guys and and bring you um into it just sounded like a blast so well it has definitely been a blast so far we've covered um the history of the enneagram we've talked about um kind of our heart behind uh, just moving forward and learning about the Enneagram and talking about the Enneagram that we, we know that there are, um, people that we love dearly that may have a different conviction than we do about personality. And we want to make sure that we are loving people well, and we are, we're bringing forth compassion, um, instead of division as we start teaching and learning about personality types, we want, uh, yeah, we, we want to bring more love and compassion and understanding into the world and um, feel a sense of God's leading to, to talk about it and to do this, but want to make sure that our heart is really clear in that. And in our last episode, we did, uh, we talked about not stereotyping people, not using personality to stereotype people. We don't want to put anybody in a box and we don't want to make anybody try and force people to learn about personality if they're not interested in it. We're just here to kind of offer up. This is something we love to talk about, so we're going to talk about it. So all of that being said... Uh, let's dive into each of the types. Um, we're just going to do a really short overview. We're going to do whole episodes on each one, uh, and something I've been pouring into and collecting information and working on a really concise, clear way to present the ideas that are in the Enneagram in a way that, uh, is not, I think some people who teach on the Enneagram can be really harsh and they do more to bring people down than to build them up. I think, uh, even if you're bringing up something that is not a positive about, uh, maybe something that someone's struggling with, 
that it needs to be done in a really loving, caring way. And the way that you word that's really important. So I'm really excited for those episodes that we're going to be bringing very soon. But today we're going to dive into just more of a short overview on each type. All right. So type one. Uh, Type one is called the perfectionist or reformer. They see the world the way that it could be. They observe imperfections and inefficiencies in everything and everyone, especially themselves. They tend to struggle with resentment towards these imperfections because they're, they're just constantly aware of what way something could be or the way it should be or where the imperfection is in the room. And um, that can cause you to be really resentful. If I was always thinking about how everything isn't the way it should be, I would become resentful too. Um, so ones are their best when they can learn to have compassion towards themselves and begin to counter and question their harsh inner critic. Once they are free from responsibility and their harsh inner critic, ones can be spontaneous, playful, and creative. Ones need to prioritize making space for these values in their lives to be playful and creative and spontaneous. They work very hard in improving themselves. They may tend towards um, healthy, improving activities like exercise or getting their nails or their hair done or reading, but they may struggle to really prioritize genuine rest or fun activities. Type two, the helper. Uh, Twos are the kindest, most genuinely caring people you will ever meet. They are aware of the needs of everyone and typically blind to their own wants and needs. They have a hard time saying no and tend to sign themselves up to do too many things. At some point, they begin to feel overwhelmed, underappreciated, and taken advantage of. Twos can relieve their anxiety by setting healthy boundaries with close friends and family and being highly selective about what they say yes to. Twos need to contemplate whether the things they are dedicating their time to are the highest priorities in their life. Um, Restful and fun activities are particularly difficult for twos because they feel like they are being selfish when they make time for themselves. Twos must learn that to love the people closest to them the best that they can, they must first learn to love and care for themselves. To love well, you must be able to receive love as well. Type three, the achiever. Threes are accomplishers, very task-oriented, competitive, efficient, and supportive. They appreciate nice things and are willing to work hard to achieve them. They're also able to work very hard and have a much higher capacity than a lot of other people. They often care deeply for truth, despite their tendency to exaggerate a little bit. Um, And it is important for threes to feel respected for their accomplishments and at the same time, love for who they truly are. Threes like twos tend to take on too much, but for very different motivations. Uh, Twos want to be seen as loving and caring, while threes want to be seen as successful. It's important for threes to be aware of their limits, spending time resting alone and sitting still for a little while, and prioritize relationships over accomplishments. 
They love to have fun, but it's important for them to take time to be alone and may need to be in, uh, intentionally process emotion that they tend to compartmentalize. Type fours, the individualists, they're passionate and poetic people who carry the weight of the pain of the world. They are super individualistic. I mean, they're, they're called the individualist, but uh, they don't want to be put in a box. So they tend to be drawn towards things that they see as very unique or authentic or uh, they're, they, they very much value vulnerability. Um, they are sensitive, romantic, and introspective. These people are driven by compassion to make the world a better place for everyone. They tend to struggle with processing their deep emotions. Fours feel a deep sense of inadequacy and think that if they were only blank, like so-and-so is, then they would feel fill in the blank, like special, unique, successful, worthy. Um, it's important for Fords to recognize and believe their value and worth as an individual and be intentional to stop thought patterns of comparison. Journaling, music, art, walking outside, and exercise tend to help keep the type four grounded and help alleviate what can sometimes feel like overwhelming emotional sensitivity. So type five is the investigator or observer. Fives are introverts that have developed a rich inner world exploring the mysteries of the universe from the safety of their mind in order to protect against the harsh reality they must encounter outside themselves. Uh, type fives are scholars, minimalists, and philosophers feeling like they are being perceived as inept or unknowledgeable can be very stressful for the otherwise stoic and calm five. This need to be seen as smart or capable can drive fives to spend a lot of time learning and cause them to struggle with vulnerability. Setting healthy boundaries with others so that they are not put in situations where more energy or emotion will be asked of them than they are comfortable with is super important for the five. Fives must also learn to be confident in their inherent value outside of the knowledge they contribute to a community or conversation. If it was up to fives, they would live as hermits. They love their alone time and it is very important to them. Growth for fives centers around making time to process emotion and express vulnerability in a safe place or to a safe person. Type six, the loyalist. Sixes play through worst case scenarios in their minds in order to try to protect themselves and the people they care for from any sort of potential harm. They are loyal to the few people and organizations that are lucky enough to have earned their trust. They are empathetic, discerning, and consistent. Sixes are often insightful and discerning individuals, but because they are suspicious of everything, they typically doubt their own thoughts, which can cause a great deal of anxiety and inner turmoil. Learning to trust themselves and their own thoughts can help sixes grow in confidence and have more peace. It is important that when they take time to rest alone, that they set limitations for themselves and don't let their negative thoughts or feelings overwhelm them without reaching out to someone.
type seven. So sevens are the enthusiasts. They are energetic, adventurous, love to try new things, go new places. They're multi-talented, persuasive, and charming, if I do say so myself. Uh, (laughs) As much fun as sevens can be, their enthusiasm and love to plan and dream for the future is often masking an underlying struggle with anxiety. And when they push it down by staying busy instead of fully processing their fear and pain, they eventually burn out. Sevens are hardly ever alone, and when they are alone, they tend to avoid silence. Sevens can overcome their fear by um, focusing their thoughts, um, meditating in order to become comfortable with being alone with their thoughts, and learn how to observe and direct their focus instead of letting their monkey mind run wild. Sevens tend to live in all the possibilities of how things could go in the future instead of staying grounded in the tasks they have before them in the present. Letting go of what might could be can allow sevens the focus of mind they need in the present in order to get themselves to all the things in the future that they're dreaming of. So sevens are always on the go. It's crucial for sevens to schedule at least three hours of alone time into their week and not fill it with noise like Netflix or music or podcasts, but to literally just spend some time like reading a book with silence and maybe going on a walk outside without earphones in, you know? So type eight, the challenger. Eights are intense, task-oriented, visionary-minded, anti-conformist, and naturally anti-authoritarian. Eights love to break boxes and push people out of their comfort zones. They're typically direct and domineering people, but can also be good at masking their intense interior with a chill approach in social situations. It is important for eights to learn how to not take responsibility for the problems of others and release any responsibility they may feel for trying to control the outcome of a situation. Eights must learn how to communicate in a kind and assertive way what their boundaries are when they feel like someone is attempting to manipulate or, uh, you know, micromanage. Um, that it's just really important for them to learn how to assert without. Uh, in a, in a really kind way. Um, learning to submit to authority can be very difficult for eights, especially if they feel systems are inefficient, but it is a necessary part of life and it's essential for eights to make peace with it. Making rest a task may help eights prioritize it, but it's important that they make time for rest where they mentally stop planning for what is next and are intentionally present. Type nines. Nines are the peacemakers. They are fun, social, supportive of others, empathetic, and love the present moment. They hate conflict and can struggle to own their own dreams and desires out of fear that conflict may arise if they are fully themselves. Nines feel the most anxious when they are in conflict with someone else or someone is angry towards them. Nines often avoid their own anger or frustration until it meets a boiling point. Depending on how stressful their environment is and how aware the nine is of their emotions, nines may be seemingly calm on the surface, but then begin to physically suffer from their internalized stress they've taken on. 
It is vital that nines learn to voice their frustration and remove themselves from situations where their calm nature may be taken advantage of by unhealthy people. And that's all. That's all nine types. So that was just a taste of what is to come on each of the nine types. I really hope that it helps you understand someone in your life better or that it was either encouragement or challenging for you personally. Um, And I am praying that as you continue to learn about the Enneagram, that Um, you go on a journey with the Holy Spirit to bring about healing in your life and that it helps you walk in more freedom to be all of who God has called and created you to be. And that is it for today's episode. Um, If you are excited to learn more about the Enneagram, excited about all that's to come with each of the nine types, be sure to rate the podcast on iTunes podcast. So that way when people search, it pops up and people can find this content and uh, you can follow us at originality podcast on Instagram and Oh, and be sure to subscribe so that way you don't miss a thing that we have coming up. And uh, please share with uh, your friends and family and other people that you know also are interested in the Enneagram or that you think could could grow through it, too. So I am I'm so grateful for uh, the community of people that has been so encouraging and supportive of this podcast that's listening that's continuing to listen to each episode um you guys have met the world um and and i am i am so so excited that i get to share this content with you so thank you for your ongoing support and we'll see you next time